So uh, we, yesterday was Daf Samach number 64. Today is Daf Samach I have a mind before Shalema. What's your mom's name? Rachelea Batsara. Rachelea Basara. And also for Amy Basvora and Hanya, ba, I mean Hadassah Basronya, and whoever else needs a Rufua. And with that, we'll start our review. So uh, we uh, talked about, again, the, the idea of uh, the importance of uh, procreation, of bringing more people into the world. It's a very big value um, in Judaism. Um, and uh, Even though they're not going? Even though they're going? What? Even if they're going? Yeah, there's a fa- uh, that's what you're asking. In other words, is it, there's a big question. Uh, what you're asking is actually a halakhic question. Let's say you're uh, a, a Jewish guy, right? And you have a, a neighbor who's not Jewish and he's single. And you know of a very nice lady, also not Jewish, that uh, you think is a good shidduch. Is that a mitzvah to like, for them to procreate? So technically they do not have a mitzvah to procreate for Gentiles. Okay? Uh, that is the fact. Are you doing anything wrong? Not really. You're not doing anything wrong. But... That's the, 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 but as far as a chiv, as far as a chiv, we as Jews have a chiv, have an obligation to bring another soul into the world to the best we can, and even assisting others, shiduchim, other things that you could do, helping, uh, helping uh, get, get couples married, you know, paying for achnasas kala, all those things are part of parcel of helping out in the mitzvah of Puravu, really. And it is a big deal. Okay. And we brought down here an interesting drasha. There's a, there's a pasuk says, Yisrael. We say it every time we bring the Torah back to put it in the Aaron. And uh, if you count the number, Rivavos is t- R- Rivava is 10,000. Rivavos is 2 10,000, which is 20,000. And Alfei is two, also 2,000. So we have the number 22,000. And uh, the 22,000 is the amount of people that Hashem is Shuv Hashem, Hashem returns to the Jewish people when there's that many Jews. Which teaches us that the Shekhinah rests on 22,000. So you can imagine, he says, the Gemara says that if, uh, if you have just one under, you have 21,999 people, and you choose not to uh, have a child, so then uh, that is uh, basically causing that there won't be Shekhinah. Shekhinah won't be there for Kalag Yisrael. So that's the imperative, basically, to bring the Shekhinah down. Abachanan said in Rebelezer, there's an idea that even somebody who's not involved in Peregrifia, doesn't interest him, it's a, um, that, they, that they'll die from it. Because the Pasuk says, by of Aviv, when they died, they did not have children, implying that had they had the mitzvah of having children, that they, might not, they wouldn't have died. Others say, like, uh, it brings this, it causes the Shechina to leave the Jewish people, as the Apostle implies, Leos I'm for you, God, when you have children. So, when there are children uh, that you can bring into the world, so then that brings the Shechina with you. If not, otherwise, then what is the, what is the purpose of God's divine presence on wood and stone? No, it's on humans, and that's why it's an, an imperative. Okay, brings us to the mitzvah of Purvu. So what if a person gets married? He's married for 10 years and unfortunately was not marrying to have children. So the rule is, is that after 10 years and you didn't give birth, then you're not allowed to continue to not have children. You need to do something about it. You can't say, well, I'm happy, you know, it's nice and quiet at home, whatever it is. 
you need uh, to do something about it. Either take a second wife, or you divorce this one and take a wife, another wife that you can have children from. Okay, because it's a chiyu. What if he divorces this wife? He's a, she is still allowed to marry another one because maybe it's not her. Maybe it's you know the the combination that doesn't work. A lot of times that is the case. Uh, the second one is allowed to wait also with her for an additional ten years. But if there's a miscarriage. Uh, and if there's a miscarriage, so then that actually resets the clock for an additional 10 years. So, brings us to the next thing. Man um, marries a woman and was stayed with her for, for 10 years, didn't give birth, so he needs to divorce her and he gives her a get. But the reason is because um, maybe it's not her problem, maybe it is she, it's his problem that, she didn't, that he didn't marry to have children from her. And even though that's not a proof, the, this idea of 10 years, but there's a hint to it that uh, from the parsha of Avram Avinu, that after living 10 years in Eretz Yisrael, so um, then he took Hagar as a, as a wife. Now, this teaches you that counting the living in, in Chutzlar, it did not count. And that's because you could blame it on something else. So the idea is, is that once you see that you can blame it on the fact that you're living outside of Israel as a factor, as a reason why you aren't able to have children, so then other factors also take, take, are taken into account. If she happens to be sick, if he happens to be sick, or if they're both in jail, all of those things, that don't, they don't count towards this count. So then Rabbi said to Rav Nachman, what are you talking that you're learning from Avram that is 10 years? Maybe we should learn from Yitzchak, that is 20 years, because Yitzchak was 40 years old when he took Rivka as a wife, and he wasn't until 60 years that he finally had a child. So the Gemara says Yitzchak was different. One second. Uh, I'm going to put you on mute, Yuda. Oh, I thought there was a mute. I'm sorry. I got it. Thank you. Okay. Um... So Amr of Yitzchak, so Rabbi Yitzchak explains that uh, Yitzchak was, um, that, that, I'm sorry, the Gemara explains that Yitzchak was different because he could not have children anyway. So there's no, I mean, if you're the problem, if you know that you have a problem, so then uh, that's not, uh, then, you don't, then you're allowed to stay married. I mean, what's the point? You're not going to accomplish anything by divorcing her. Why not by Avram as well? He was also an awkward. So the Gemara says, you're right, but uh, the, the point of over here of counting Yitzchak's years is because we wanted to really know how old Yaakov was, and that's why we needed to know Yishmael's age, because Yishmael, we know the age difference between Yishmael and Yitzchak, and through that we're able to figure out that the years of Yaakov and to understand that he actually um, hid away and studied for 14 years in the yeshiva of Shem Ba'ifar. Now, um, once we mentioned this, that Yitzchak was himself an Akkor, the Pesach says, Yitzchak was Yetar. Yetar is a very special type of expression of tefillah that like is digging from something that's like, you know, like uprooting. It's like uh, turning things over. So um, it didn't say al ishto, that his wife should have a child. It's linochach ishto, because he knew that he himself was the problem as well. Um, why does it say vayetar lo and not vayetar lohem? The answer is, is because uh, the tefillah of a tzaddik ben tzaddik is on a higher level level than the tefillah of a tzaddik ben Russia. Now, Rabbi Yitzchak says, why is it that our fathers were 
um, were so many of our forefathers were incapable of having children. Um, the answer is because Hakadosh Baruch Hu desires the prayer of the righteous, and uh, and by and by he withheld something from them so that they'll pray for it because he gets a special pleasure out of their prayer. And that's the idea. Rabbi Yitzchak, I mean, if you think about like the story of Hannah, she was a very famous barren woman, um, the mother of Shmuel, and uh, so many um, insights into prayer and how what's the best way to daven are learned from Hannah. Gemara Brachas talks about it at length, and this is all because, you know, like the fact that she felt such a drive, such a need, that uh, helped her actually invent a new way to daven, that we are still davening that same way today, that's a big deal. So you see that like, there's something special about that. So uh, Hashem sort of like created a, like a deep need, and by there, therefore, there was, you know, it created a, an ability to come up with a new level of prayer. Now Rabbi Yitzchak says, why is it that the tefillah of a tzaddik is like an atar? Atar is like a pitchfork. The answer is because just like a pitchfork, you know, you pick up the grain from one side and flip it over to somewhere else. That's exactly what a tefillah of a tzaddik does. It can turn around the attribute of God from an anger, angry uh, attribute to a, to a merciful one. Um, next thing, Rav Ami uh, said that Avram, uh, not only was he uh, barren and incapable of children, he had even a bigger problem. Both Avram and Sarah were tumtumming. Tumtumming means that they were completely closed up. They couldn't, and they didn't even have um, the body parts <coughs> visible. And that's the basis Pasuk says in, in Yeshaya, take a look at that which you, you're born from, and it implies how Hashem you know, had to grow for Avram the, uh, the Zachras and grow for um, uh, and, 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 and dig out the, the, uh, for, for, for Sarah, her ability to have uh, to, to also, because it was also covered up. Um, and that's the Pasuk Habitual Avram Avicham Basar now, Rav Nachman said in Emrah that Sari Menu was not only that, she had, again, so many problems. Her inability to have children was pervasive in so many areas. Besides for just being uh, barren, and besides for being a tumtum, a tum-tum uh, she was also an islandess. Uh, she knew one of these? Yes, uh, yeah. yes. love Vlad, she didn't have even a base Vlad, meaning she didn't even have an, a, 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 a uterus she didn't lack. Uh, right, exactly. She never. She, uh, the Kamara says that she actually uh, finally got her period, you know, when she got the bracha, you know, when um, all the way then. Um, Rav Yuda, the son of Rav Shmuel Bar Shila, said in Rav Rav that uh, that's only that this idea of waiting ten years. It's in the olden days when people had long lives, but nowadays people don't live that long. You gotta move quicker than that. So two and a half years is all you should wait. That after that you can't stay married, um, and uh, that's one opinion. And that's the the way two and a half is calculated because if it's basically thirty months, the idea is, is that there's nine months for a pregnancy, uh, the period of a gestation, and then there's a, a month in between, and basically three periods of uh, of like ability to have a kid, and we're waiting the full time. Um, Raba. Uh, says that no, it should be three years, and the idea is, is because Hashem remembers on Rosh Hashanah, so we give three full years. But either way, not more than that. 
On that, the Gemara rejects that. Rabbi says that's not true, these rules of two and a half or three. And because look, our Mishnah was, was, was arranged by Rabbi. And then, uh, and, he, and already much earlier in the time of David, people went back to basically having the same lifespan that we have now, which is, you know, it's 70, max 80, you know, not max 80, but like, you oh, know. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> 80 is like, 80 is like, you know. They're special. 80 is the new, 80 is the new 60, whatever, that's how it is nowadays, okay. But anyway, point being, okay, you know, thanks to modern science, we have, uh, you know, uh, we have, but we, we're, we're climbing that. But the point being is, is that, um, so uh, that's the story. So, uh, so therefore, and it still says 10 years. So 10 years means 10 years. Now, that, why does the Gemara, the Gemara is bothered, why in the Mishnah do we say maybe he wasn't married, he didn't merit to have children from her? Maybe she didn't have merit to have children from him. So the answer is, she has no Tzivoya Pirivirvya. So she doesn't have an imperative to get divorced, it's only from him. Um, so, um, Well, a woman cannot initiate a divorce anyhow. We'll see. Well, we'll see more about it in today's stuff. Oh. If she, if she, if she claims that she wants to have children and he's fine. Do we actually we'll do the CDCs nowadays? Yes. 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 There's an amazing story that that, that happened not that long ago with the the Belzareba. He was married for ten years. He didn't have children, and I don't know on whose advice, but he divorced his wife, and then he remarried her, and then he had a son, one son. Is that interesting? Uh, whatever. Maybe the first time around didn't work, but whatever. So uh, a Cohen can't do that. Cohen can't do that, right? He wasn't a Cohen. Um. Anyway, so that's why we we look at it that it's his punishment, not her punishment. That he's the one who isn't so. So the Gemara says is that true? But uh, don't the rabbi say, say to Rabbi Abrazavta, why don't you get married and have children? And he said, look, if I had a merit, it would, I would have had it from my first wife. Obviously, I'm not married to have children. The Kumar says that was a totally different story over there. He was already incapable of having children because he became sterile from the Shear of Rafuna. We got into this interesting scenario, a crazy story, in my mind, okay, how Rav Gidel also lost his, became sterile thanks to the Shear of Rafuna, Ruhi Chalbo, as well. Uh, for the Shir of Rafuna, Rav Sheshes from the Shir of Rafuna. There was a story where Rav Acham Yaakov was also in the Shir, and, uh, but he did something, he did a, a procedure um, to heal himself, and he says that uh, he says there were 60 elders that, uh, that, that, that they all became sterile because of Rafuna Shir, except for himself, because he uh, did something to prevent it from happening he, when he had the problem. And um, and he says that you see how chachmat chayvaleh that anyway. Um, so that is the story. Next, we said that uh, she is allowed to remarry after divorce. So the so the Gemara sounds like the Mishnah implies that she's allowed to get married once more, but not twice more. Meaning, let's say she's living with the first husband for ten years, no children. Then she went to a second husband, and still ten years with the second husband, no children, and now. Um, uh, can she remarry a third time? Sounds like not. So our mission is basically, <laughs> you're right, that's our mission is going like Rebbe. Cause, why uh, not? Why? Maybe, well, maybe not with the purpose of pro No, no, you're right. Only with, the, you're right, 100%. We're talking about 
marrying somebody who doesn't have children. If somebody already has children, then of course you can marry. We're talking about with the intent to have children. Sure. We, we, that's the issue. So the Gemara says, this is assuming like Rabbi, as the Brayser says, if the first uh, one, uh, if the first baby dies uh, from the brismila, and then uh, the second baby dies from the brismila, don't do mila to the third baby because it's already we established a batter. Um, and that's Shita's Rebbe. Rebbe says that the, after two, it's already a pattern. Um, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, no, only after three is a pattern, but the or fourth one not. So um, the Brysa says the opposite direction. So the question is, which one is more authoritative? Usually we go by the last version. Anyway, so we prove... No, we, the proof, we prove it from Rabbi Chibar Abba in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, that he brings down a story of four sisters in Sipori. First sister gave bris mila to her son, and he died. Second one died. Third one died. And the fourth one came before Rabbi Gamliel, and he said, don't do the mila to the fourth one. Now, uh, so the Gemara says, maybe if they would have women. asked on the third one, it would have been a problem. They were, four, they were sisters. Yeah, but the four different women, rather than one woman having four bits. Yes. Right, but we're saying, okay, right, but that's true. The Gemara points that out. So the, anyway, the first thing is, is that, who knows, maybe if the, after three, they would have had a, they would have, he, he would have said, don't do by the third one either. So the Gemara says, if that was the case, then obviously it's not a good testimony. Now, maybe the Chiddush is, like you're saying, that we, even, that we connect sisters to each other. So, um, and the, the Gemara says that that actually is true, and uh, once that is true, so now we understand why, when, before getting married, you look into the family to yeah, make sure that there is we have the that family's healthy, everything. right? We have the right, we have the 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 test that they and, take. And many people right. do it. I don't know. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of things for taste acts and taste all these things. Yeah, we there's a we do the test. Yeah, no, there's a lot of common. Um, before they get married, when they're going out, yeah. there's the number, I forgot what it's called, there's a whole system, and, uh, and then they see if the numbers are a match, that's what they do. I think the Shulchan would do that before they even match up somebody. Sometimes they do, depends. Um, but uh, once they actually are dating, okay, whatever it is, but there's the two numbers, and you call up the place and say, are, are these numbers a match? And they'll say yes or no, this way. You don't have to This is a clinic, right? They do blood tests. Right, they do blood tests if you're a carrier. Because it's only a concern if the two people are carriers. So therefore, you can avoid, you can really help keep the disease from happening by by doing this. Anyway. All right. Now, um, so uh, you look into the family to make sure that if there's certain problems in the health in the family... That you know to avoid it. Now again, it, interestingly, Gemara says it's only if it seems like it's repeated a number of times, three times. If it's just a one time, there happens to be that there's one kid that has this issue. That's not. That doesn't mean that that's a that's a pervasive hereditary. thing or necessarily hereditary. Um, now, Rav Bar Yosef says that the uh, the story came with Rabbi Yechanan in Kenishta de Ma'on in Yom Kippur that was on Shabbos and the Mila was done to the first child and he died second child died and third child had died and by the fourth child and, and by the third child he said do the bris Mila anyway um, so Abayi says wow that's a very powerful uh, you know authoritative thing for Rabbi Yechanan to say that you still should do the Mila on the third time what kind of places he has is an Isser and a danger in one shot so on that basis, Abai says, I'm going to get married to Choma, even though Choma's first husband 
uh, died. And second husband died. He said, but I'm only the third. It doesn't mean I'm going to die. But anyway, he did marry and he did die. Okay, So uh, it didn't really work so well. How about like a fortune hunter, the, the, the wife? The wife, uh, well, black widow. That's, black the, widow. that's what they call black them. Widow. That's the expression, the black widow. Now, does it matter when he died? I mean, right away or is it after 10 years? Right. I, it, 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 it sounds like, I don't know the story. I don't know the details. But it did say yeah, that he did die. Anyway, so Rava was uh, very shocked that he actually acted on it. And um, he said that uh, who would take chances in their own life like that? Mm. Um, and uh, especially, you know, like you, you in, in, he trusts Avin over, over Rabbi Yitzchak. He shouldn't have like, been so reliable or assumed that he's that reliable. Anyway, um, also is that uh, maybe that was only by Milan. Who says it's also true by, by marriages? I mean, marriages, maybe it looks, different. It looks at it differently. So the Gemara says... Um, uh, we actually brought down uh, that in fact he says it by both cases because Rebbe says that if I marry the first guy who dies second guy who dies third guy don't marry and that's what Rebbe says and Rabbi Shem Gamliel says third guy still marry fourth guy not marry now um, when it comes to although I do recommend for the third guy to, to take out a good life insurance policy <laughs> just in case before marriage why? before marriage what? why? because <laughs> if I die the life insurance policy is going to be for her. For his kids, you don't know. Which kids? Uh, well, who knows? It may you be know, from you before. Know, it may be the second marriage. No, we're anyway. talking about the Purubu here. No, no, no. We're talking about the, the Chazaka of a dangerous war, of a black widow. That's what we're talking about right now. Anyway, so the Gemara says, I understand, at least logically, what might be the issue when it comes to Brismila. There's a hereditary thing about uh, having blood that does, that's like very thin blood that doesn't coagulate well, and you could die from, uh, you know, bleed to death, literally. But, uh, but the, what's the deal when it comes to, uh, um, to marriage? Like, what, what could be the cause? So Mordechai told Ravashi that he heard from Ravimi Magronia in the name of Rafuna that it comes from the Mayan. Mayan is the, something to do with when she has relations, there's something in her that causes her husbands to die. As a virgin B of Ravashi says that there's something special about her mazel. She has just the mazel that her husband dies. Difference is, is that if you can, what if they never had relations, like they just got betrothed and he died, does that count towards the count towards it or not or he fell off a, uh, you know, something he fell, was climbing a tree and he fell down an accident happened can you blame can you also blame it on her if it has yes. to do with mazel yes if it's not mazel then not now uh, Rabbi Yosef the son of Rabbi said to Rava I asked Rabbi Yosef if Allah is like Rabbi he said yes I asked if it's Allah like Rishim Gamlili he said yes is he joking with me how could it be that Allah is like both of them so the answer is, is that you're both right. I mean, both, they are both right. Depends on the topic. When it comes to marriage, or when it comes to lashes, the law follows Rebbe. After two times, there's already chazaka. Already, we're not going to let it the third time. When it comes to sharmud and vestos, then the Allah Hasagrib Shem Nisuin, marriage is like marrying the first husband, second husband. We already don't let her marry this third husband if her first two husbands died. Uh, when it comes to lashes... Um, uh, the halacha is is that uh, that uh, if somebody got lashes, 
and uh, repeated the same Avera to get lashes again. We don't give him a third chance to get lashes. We right away lock him up in a, in a jail cell and we feed him barley and we give him to drink and let him, the stomach explode. Um, Vestas is where we do go F only after three and that's a, Isha is only establishing her pattern of when she will see after three times and then that's when it's established and she always so move it after her. not seeing it three times what? Her. no we're talking about Vestos this is on, on Nida the law of Nida Nida means she has a period so let's say first time she saw her period it was on um, the 22nd of Nisan that was the first time and then second month the 22nd of Iyar she saw it we don't say that the 22nd of uh, uh, Sivan is also what she's expected to see. But if she saw it only after the 22nd of Sivan, then we said, okay, that's her pattern. She always sees on the 22nd of the month. Okay? But, uh, so it's, it takes three times to create a pattern. That's the point. Okay? Um, and um, and Sharmud also, that to establishing a shore as a, as a dangerous animal, it had, requires three times of goring, after the third time, now it's already a short mode, but not before that. Anyway, that's where we left off, and we'll start.